0: The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com.
1: Hey, Thursday already. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Thursday of the fourth week in Ordinary Time, February 3rd, 2022. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle II. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Blaise, bishop and martyr who lived in the third and fourth centuries. The legendary acts of St. Blaise tell us that he was a good bishop. Now persecution still raged in Armenia and Blaise was apparently forced to flee to the back country. He lived as a hermit in solitude and prayer, but he made friends with the wild animals. One day a group of hunters stumbled upon his cave. The bishop was kneeling in prayer surrounded by patiently waiting wolves, lions and bears. Legend has it that as the hunters hauled Blaise off to prison, A mother came with her young son who had a fishbone lodged in his throat. At Blaise's command, the child was able to cough up the bone. And so, even today, on St. Blaise Day, we have our throats blessed. Blaise eventually was beaten, tortured, and executed. The year was 316 A.D. St. Blaise, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for religious sisters and consecrated women, thanking them for their mission and their courage. May they continue to find new responses to the challenges of our times. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus.
2: My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins, The grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. In today's gospel, we see our Lord Jesus Christ sending the 12 apostles on a mission. It's a mission to heal people from unclean spirits, to loosen the grip of demons and sin in their soul. And also it's a mission to preach, to preach repentance from sins. Jesus summoned the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. So they went off and preached repentance. Jesus, putting ourselves in the shoes of your apostles, this was a big moment for them. You had already called them to be apostles. And an apostle is precisely one who was sent. It's the meaning of the word. One who was sent. And so this was an exciting moment. It was probably also a moment of a little bit of trepidation. They were uncertain how they would do, how this would go. And yet they're up for it. And they go out and they do it at your command, at your request. Jesus, help us to remember that the church is always apostolic. The Catholic Church is the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. As apostolic, it's built on the witness and on the teachings of those 12 apostles. And as apostolic, it also will always have the role of the apostles. Every member of the church will also be called to be apostolic, to be one who is sent to be an apostle. Something we notice about this passage is Jesus' instructions for what they should bring with them. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey but a walking stick. No food, no sack, no money in their belts. They were, however, to wear sandals, but not a second tunic. Jesus, very clearly you are asking your apostles to travel light. Not to be burdened by excessive baggage. Not to have anything more than what they need for this mission. And even it seems to have a little bit less than they need. No food, no sack, no money in their belts. And why is that? We can ask our Lord in the prayer. Why, Lord? Why, Jesus, do you send them understocked, underprepared, materially speaking? What's the point of this traveling light for the apostles? And I think one way of answering that question is it's a matter of what they're going to depend on to do this mission. It's a spiritual mission, and so they'll have to depend primarily on spiritual means and not on material or physical means. They're doing something that is divine. It's a divine commission. They don't have the power in themselves to help cast out demons. They don't have the power in themselves to preach conversion to people in an effective way. And so Jesus is not telling them to travel light just to increase the human degree of difficulty of the task. It's not just making it harder for the sake of making it harder. But rather, I think Jesus is kind of forcing them to rely on God. To trust in God to carry out a mission that is beyond their human power. To trust in grace. To trust in prayer. To trust in his help to do things that they can't naturally do. And this will also be the case in our life. As apostles, Lord, as apostolic, you're calling each one of us to travel light, to live a certain spirit of detachment, a certain spirit of poverty, so that we don't count on ourselves and we don't count on things to live the life that you want us to live. We don't count on those things to be effective apostolically, evangelically, but rather we're forced in a certain sense to count on you. Because we too will have to do things that we think are beyond our human power, do things that we simply can't do with material or human means, to help someone to conversion, to catechize someone well, to spark in someone an interest in Jesus, an interest in the gospel, the Catholic faith. All those are things that are totally beyond our power it's simply the holy spirit working through us and so to do that we can't mistakenly think oh i need to be really smart or i need to really learn techniques of persuasion or i need to have enough prestige or influence which comes with my status or my money or or whatever and those things are helpful we have to know our stuff <laughs> we have to know the gospel we have to know the catechism the teachings of the church so we so we can teach them clearly of course and we need a certain minimum of material means to live a dignified life and it helps also to have a certain prestige or respect so we can reach the people in our own social milieu and in our own professional arena but in the end all those things are secondary they won't be what really moves people To respond to our life, our Christian life, they won't be what really moves people to respond to our apostolate, to our evangelization. What will be? Well, our holiness, and our holiness is tied to our confidence in God, our dependence on God, our love of God. And all of that takes detachment from ourselves, detachment from our own talents, detachment from things. To love God, to depend on God, we have to have a spirit of poverty, at least interior poverty. The word attachment here is very precise and very instructive. Anytime we care about some possession, anytime we really value and perhaps overvalue some talent that we have or some status that we have or some thing that we have, our soul very seriously, and almost literally, it gets attached to it. There's a connection, there's a bond, like an invisible string between our heart, and our will, and our soul, and that thing that we value so much, that thing that we're attached to. And the bond, the string, is so real that if anything happens to that thing, or if that thing is threatened, then we feel it, right? We get upset if it's lost, we get angry if it's lost or threatened. We get fearful or anxious if it becomes endangered in some way or another. This might happen at times if you're driving your car and you go over a really nasty pothole, and then all of a sudden you know you kind of physically feel sorry for your car. Right, your your heart kind of sinks. That might also be caused by the literal physical fall into the pothole. That's true, but it's more than that, right? You're kind of attached to your car. And so when it is quickly threatened, you recoil as if your own person had been threatened or hurt. And so this goes to show us that, that in order to love God above all things, in order to rely on God for the life that He wants us to live, for the mission that He wants us to have, we need to guard our heart. We need to look at our possessions, and look at our own talents, and look at even our relationships, and ask ourselves, am I attached? What am I afraid of losing? What makes me sad when it's missing? Or what would I really be upset about losing? And all those things reveal a certain attachment. And so we can ask Jesus, Jesus, help me to be detached from the things that will keep me from loving you more. Help me to be detached from the things that I tend to depend on too much. Because I too, Lord, am an apostle. And to live this mission of an apostle, to be single-minded about loving you, about living with you, about learning from you, about doing your will, and doing your will in this particular dimension of Christian life, going out, preaching conversion, introducing people to you, all of that means reliance on you and not on myself, and not on things. We go to Our Lady, the Queen of Apostles. Our Lady accompanied the Apostles on their first steps after Jesus left this world. We can imagine they rallied around her to receive her encouragement and her advice, and to ask her already, For her prayers for their apostolic endeavors. And help me, in my own way, travel light, be detached from things, so I can be more attached to your Son, and be an instrument of His to bring many souls to repentance, to conversion, and ultimately to heaven, to see you there, our Mother Mary. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them to effect, my Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede
1: for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 16 past the hour on Daybreak. Go to Mass today and get your throat blessed. It's St. Blaise Day, Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer joining with the whole church led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my
3: my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. O oh God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us, so will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Come, Come into, into the, the Lord's presence, presence singing for, for joy. joy,
1: let the peoples praise you, O God, let the peoples praise you. Come,
3: Come into, into the, the Lord's, presence, Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the nations be glad and exalt, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy.
1: Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you.
3: Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God our God has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing till the ends of the earth revere him. Come Come into into the the Lord's presence, presence, singing for joy.
1: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. as As it was in
3: the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy.
4: Their own strength could not save them. It was your strength and the light of your face.
5: Their Their own strength could not save them. It it was was your your strength strength and and the light
4: of of your face. face. We heard with our own ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago.
6: To plant them you uprooted the nations. To let them spread you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land, no arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them.
4: It is you, my king, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you we beat Jacob, down our foes in your name we trampled our aggressors
6: for it was not in my bow that i trusted nor yet was i saved by my sword it was you who saved us from our foes it was you who put our foes to shame all day long our boast was in god and we praised your name without ceasing
4: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
7: As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. Amen.
5: Their Their own strength could not save them. them. It It was was your strength and the light of your face.
6: Turn back to the Lord. He will not hide his face.
5: Turn back back to to the Lord. He will will not hide his face.
6: Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will.
4: You make us like sheep for the slaughter, and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing and make no profit by the sale.
6: You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. Among them nations, you make us a byword, among the peoples a thing of derision.
4: All day long my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame at the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger.
6: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
5: As As it was was in in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. Amen. Turn back to the Lord. He will not hide His face.
8: Arise, Lord, do not abandon us forever.
5: Arise, Lord, do not abandon us forever.
6: This befell us, though we had not forgotten you, though we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path, yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows and covered us with the shadow of death.
4: Had we forgotten the name of our God? or stretched out our hands to another god? Would not God have found this out, he who knows the secrets of the heart? It is for you we face death all day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter.
6: Awake, O Lord. Why do you sleep? Arise. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our oppression and misery?
4: For we are brought down low to the dust. Our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love.
6: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. as As it was in the the beginning beginning, is is now now,
5: and will will be be forever. forever. Amen.
6: Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you foretold that we would share in the persecutions that brought you to a violent death. The church formed at the cost of your precious blood has even now conformed to your passion. May it be transformed, now and eternally, by the power of your resurrection.
5: Arise, Lord, do not abandon us forever.
6: Let the light of your face shine on me, O Lord. Teach me your ways of
7: holiness.
4: The Beginning of the Second Letter of the Apostle Paul to the Thessalonians Paul, Sylvanus, and Timothy to the Church of the Thessalonians who belong to God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ Grace and peace be yours from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It is no more, more than right That we thank God unceasingly for you, brothers, because your faith grows apace and your mutual love increases, so much so that in God's communities we can boast of your constancy and your faith in persecution and trial. You endure these as an expression of God's just judgment in order to be found worthy of His kingdom. It is for his kingdom you suffer, even if strict justice would require that God visit hardships on those who visit them on you. He will provide relief to you who are sorely tried, as well as to us, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels When with flaming power he will inflict punishment on those who do not acknowledge God, nor heed the good news of our Lord Jesus, such as these will suffer the penalty of eternal ruin apart from the presence of the Lord and the glory of his might on the day when he comes to be glorified in his holy ones and adored by all who have believed, for you already have our witness to you. We pray for you always, that our God may make you worthy of his call, and fulfill by his power every honest intention and work of faith. In this way the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you, and you in him, in accord with the gracious gift of our God and of the Lord Jesus Christ.
8: The Lord will come to be glorified in his holy ones,
7: and to be adored by all who have believed in him.
8: The Lord is faithful in all his words, and loving in all his deeds.
7: And to be adored by all who have believed
0: in him. A reading from the Catechism by St. Cyril of Jerusalem, Bishop. The Catholic Church glories in every deed of Christ. Her supreme glory, however, is the cross. Well aware of this, Paul says, God forbid that I glory in anything but the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. At Siloam there was a sense of wonder, and rightly so. A man born blind recovered his sight. But of what importance is this when there are so many blind people in the world? Lazarus rose from the dead, but even this only affected Lazarus. What of those countless numbers who have died because of their sins? Those five miraculous loaves fed 5,000 people. Yet this is a small number compared to those all over the world who were starved by ignorance. After 18 years, a woman was freed from the bondage of Satan. But are we not all shackled by the chains of our own sins? For us all, however, the cross is the crown of victory, It has brought light to those blinded by ignorance. It has released those enslaved by sin. Indeed, it has redeemed the whole of mankind. Do not then be ashamed of the cross of Christ. Rather, glory in it. Although it is a stumbling block to the Jews and folly to the Gentiles, the message of the cross is our salvation. Of course it is folly to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is not a mere man who died for us, but the Son of God, God made man. In the Mosaic law, a sacrificial lamb banished the destroyer. But now it is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Will he not free us from our sins even more? The blood of an animal, a sheep, brought salvation. Will not the blood of the only begotten Son bring us greater salvation? He was not killed by violence. He was not forced to give up his life. His was a willing sacrifice. Listen to his own words. I have the power to lay down my life and to take it up again. Yes, he willingly submitted to his own passion. He took joy in his achievement. In his crown of victory he was glad and in the salvation of man he rejoiced. He did not blush at the cross, for by it he was to save the world. No, it was not a lowly man who suffered, but God incarnate. He entered the contest for the reward he would win by his patient endurance. Certainly in times of tranquility, the cross should give you joy, but maintain the same faith in times of persecution. Otherwise, you will be a friend of Jesus in times of peace and his enemy during war. Now you receive the forgiveness of your sins and the generous gift of grace from your king. When war comes, fight courageously for him. Jesus never sinned, yet he was crucified for you. Will you refuse to be crucified for him who for your sake was nailed to the cross? You are not the one who gives the favor. You have received one first. For your sake he was crucified on Golgotha. Now you are returning his favor. You are fulfilling your debt to him.
8: To those who are on the way to destruction, the message of the cross is
7: foolishness. But we who are on the way to salvation see it as the proof of God's power.
8: We preach a crucified Christ, an obstacle to the Jews, sheer madness to the Gentiles.
7: But we who are on the way to salvation see it as the proof of God's power.
4: Let us pray. Grant us, Lord our God, that we may honor you with all our mind and love everyone in truth of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever.
1: Twenty-two minutes before the hour, today's Gospel in just a few minutes. In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. I'm Paul Sadiq. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord sends the disciples out two by two with some very specific instructions. It's from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. He went about among the villages teaching, And he called to him the 12 and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not put on two
7: tunics. Where you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. And if any place will not receive you and they refuse to hear you, When you leave, shake off the
1: dust that is on your feet for a testimony against them. So they went out and preached that men should repent, and they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. So let's talk a bit about the sacrament associated with the Lord's instruction to his disciples. I'm talking about the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3 Ordinary Time. We should be concerned not only about the physical health of those who are sick, but also about the health of their souls. We should endeavor to help them with all the human means at our disposal, and especially by making them see that if they united to Christ's sufferings, their suffering becomes a good of incalculable worth, an effective help, in fact, for the whole church. It serves as purification from their past faults and is a God-given opportunity for them to make great progress in their personal sanctity because Christ sometimes blesses with the cross. The sacrament of the anointing of the sick is one of the means by which the church cares for her sick children. This sacrament was instituted to help men to reach heaven, but it cannot be administered to those who are healthy or to anyone who does not have a serious illness, even though he may be in danger of death because it was instituted as a type of spiritual medicine, and medicines are not given to those who are well, but to those who are sick. The Church does not want us to wait for the final moments before receiving it. We should receive this sacrament when we first start to show signs of being in danger of death through sickness or old age. However, it can be repeated if the sick person recovers after the anointing, or if during the same illness... The danger or gravity of the illness increases. It can also be administered to a person about to undergo a surgical operation, as long as the reason for the operation is a serious illness. This sacrament is a great gift from Jesus Christ, and it brings many benefits with it. Therefore, we should want to receive it and ask for it if we become seriously ill. As it is such a great good, our faith will lead us to make sure that people connected with us through family relationships or bonds of friendship, as well as those whom we can reach with our apostolate, have the joy of receiving it. This is a duty of charity and very often of justice. The greatest benefit this sacrament bestows is that of freeing a Christian from the languor and infirmity that he has contracted with his sins. In this way his soul is strengthened and given back the youth and vigor that his faults and weaknesses may have caused him to lose. Pope Paul VI, quoting from a document of the Council of Trent, explained and summarized the effects of this sacrament. It bestows on us the grace of the Holy Spirit, whose anointing wipes away sins and the traces of sin, if any, remain to be taken away. It also alleviates the debility and strengthens the soul of the sick person, awakening in it a great trust in divine mercy. Sustained in this way, the sick person can easily bear the trials and sufferings of the sickness, resist the temptations of the devil who always lies in wait, and sometimes recover his bodily health if this is good for the health of his soul. This sacrament infuses great peace and joy into the soul of a sick person who is conscious. It moves him to unite himself to Christ on the cross, co-redeeming with him, and prolongs the concern that our Lord himself showed for the physical and spiritual health of the sick. As the Gospels testify, he wanted his disciples likewise to show the same concern. Let us discover in our prayer today whether we are able to see our suffering Christ in each sick person, whether we care for the sick with affection and respect, whether we are considerate towards them and help them in those little ways which they appreciate so much. Above all, let us consider in the Lord's presence whether we help them in the best way to unite themselves more closely to him and to co-redeem with him. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Thirteen minutes before the hour, we pray with the whole church now as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer.
7: God, come to my assistance.
5: Lord, make haste to help me.
7: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
5: as it was was in the the beginning, beginning,
6: is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Alleluia. At daybreak, be merciful to me, O Lord.
4: At At daybreak, be merciful merciful to to me, O Lord.
6: Lord, listen to my prayer. Turn your ear to my appeal. You are faithful, you are just. Give answer. Do not call your servant to judgment, for no one is just in your sight.
4: The enemy pursues my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead, long forgotten. Therefore my spirit fails. My heart is numb within me.
6: I remember the days that are past. I ponder all your works. I muse on what your hand has wrought, and to you I stretch out my hands. Like a parched land, my soul thirsts for you.
4: Lord, make haste and answer, for my spirit fails within me. Do not hide your face, lest I become like those in the grave.
6: In the morning... Let me know your love, for I put my trust in you. Make me know the way I should walk. To you I lift up my soul.
4: Rescue me, Lord, from my enemies. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you, O Lord, are my God. Let your good spirit guide me in ways that are level. And smooth.
6: For your name's sake, Lord, save my life. In your justice, save my soul from distress.
4: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen.
6: Lord Jesus, early in the morning of your resurrection, you made your love known and brought the first light of dawn to those who dwell in darkness. Your death has opened a path for us. Do not enter into judgment with your servants. Let your Holy Spirit guide us together into the land of justice.
5: At daybreak, be merciful to me, O Lord.
4: The Lord will make a river of peace flow through Jerusalem. The The Lord Lord will will make make a river river of peace flow flow through Jerusalem.
5: Jerusalem.
4: Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad because of her, all you who love her. Exalt, exalt with her, all you who are mourning over her.
6: O that you may suck fully of the milk of her comfort, that you may nurse with delight at her abundant breasts.
4: For thus says the Lord, Lo, I will spread prosperity over her like a river, and the wealth of nations like an overflowing torrent.
6: As nurslings you shall be carried in her arms and fondled in her lap. As a mother comforts her son, so will I comfort you. In Jerusalem you shall find your comfort.
4: When you see this, your heart shall rejoice, and your bodies flourish like the grass.
6: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord Lord will will make make a river river of peace flow flow through through Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Let us joyfully praise the Lord our God.
4: Let Let us us joyfully joyfully praise the Lord Lord, our our God. God.
6: Praise the Lord, for he is good. Sing to our God, for he is loving. To him our praise is due.
4: The Lord builds up Jerusalem and brings back Israel's exiles. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up all their wounds. He fixes the number of the stars and calls each one by its name.
6: Our Lord is great and almighty. His wisdom can never be measured. The Lord raises the lowly. He humbles the wicked to the dust. O sing to the Lord, giving thanks. Sing psalms to our God with the
4: harp. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares the rain for the earth, making mountains sprout with grass and with plants to serve man's needs. He provides the beasts with their food and young ravens that call upon Him.
6: His delight is not in horses, nor His pleasure in warrior strength. The Lord delights in those who revere Him and those who wait for His love.
4: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen.
6: God our Father, great Builder of the heavenly Jerusalem, You know the number of the stars, and call each of them by name. Heal hearts, that are broken. Gather together those who have been scattered, and enrich us all from the plenitude of your eternal wisdom. Let, Let us, us joyfully, joyfully praise the Lord our, Lord our God.
8: A reading from the letter to the Romans. The sufferings of the present are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed in us. Indeed, the whole created world eagerly awaits the revelation of the sons of God. Creation was made subject to futility, not of its own accord, but by him who once subjected it. Yet not without hope, because the world itself will be freed from its slavery to corruption and share in the glorious freedom of the children of God. The Word of the Lord.
5: Thanks Thanks be be to God. God.
8: In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. In In the the early early hours hours of 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 the morning, morning, I I think think of you, O Lord. Always you are there to help me. I think 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 of of you, you, O Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In In the the early hours hours of of the morning, morning, I I I think
5: think of you, you, O Lord. Lord.
8: Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel.
4: He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he
8: promised of old that he would save us from our enemies and to guide our feet into the way of peace.
4: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in
8: the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins.
7: Let us pray to God, who gives salvation to his people. You are our life, O Lord. You are are our our life, life, O Lord. Lord. Blessed are you, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for by your mercy we have been reborn to a living hope.
8: Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead.
7: You you are are our life, O Lord. You made man in your image and renewed him in Christ.
8: Mold us into the likeness of your Son. You You are are our life, life, O Lord. Lord.
7: Pour out your love through the Holy Spirit.
8: Heal our hearts wounded by hatred and jealousy.
4: You are our life, O
7: O Lord. Lord. Today, grant work to laborers, bread to the hungry, joy to the sorrowful.
8: Grace and redemption to all men. You You are
5: our life, O O Lord
7: gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us.
5: Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name.
8: Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread,
4: and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us.
7: And lead lead us us not into temptation, but deliver
6: us from evil. Lord, let the knowledge of salvation enlighten our hearts, so that freed from fear and from the power of our enemies, we may serve you faithfully all the days of our life. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever.
7: Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
1: John and Glenn are along with Morning Air in just a few minutes. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app.